This is the Marindo Podcast. I'm Brenda Gonzalez. And I'm Ana Sheila Victorino. This is the Latinx Podcast where we discuss politics, pop culture, and how to balance it all con calma. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to Tamarindo. This is our, our second attempt at doing Tamarindo podcast remote. We are under blankets and doing the best that we can from different, can. different parts of Southern California. So thank you, loyal listeners. We wanted to keep having Tamarindo, even though it's not to the quality that we're used to. And hopefully you can make do with the technical lackings of the Zoom. <laughs> How are you, Anna Shayla? You know, I'm doing as best as I as I can be. What What have you been up to since we last talked? What's What's different? Well, we talked. The last time you and I talked was probably about eight hours ago when we got up real early and we did a workout. So we did Zoom. That is true. <laughs> Zoom workout, which was a lot of fun. And I don't know about you. Actually, I know about you because you mentioned this to me, and I relate to this. You know, we started early this this quarantine with all these uh, great intentions to work out every day and be the best that I could be. And then that motivation just kind of started going downhill. How are you feeling? Yeah, you know, I, I think more than that, I've just been really listening to myself and like what and what I need, you know, and that and that changes. And that's actually one of the things that I think that the things that used to work before the before quarantine are different than the things that even worked at the beginning of quarantine and compared to now, you know? So I think that that's one of the realizations is I've made is just really listen to yourself and pause and, and see, you might need to test out different things. Like maybe before you needed to, you know, you were working out in the morning and that's what you needed. And maybe now like it's something else. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's going on a walk. Maybe it isn't any of those things, you know? Yeah. But it's just kind of taking it one day at a time and realizing that the pressure to be productive is just fictional. And you could, you know, just allow yourself to be however you need to be, because this is not normal. And we're all just kind of dealing with it the best way that we can. Have you uh, gotten in the kitchen? I know I've, I've definitely been cooking more. How about you? Yeah, I definitely haven't been getting food out very often at all. So that's been nice. Have you uh, had any attempts to try cooking like some recipes? I know that's been comforting for me. It's just kind of trying out some recipes that my abuelita used to do and doing my best and calling my mom for tips. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually, I have not really looked for, I know that a lot of people have been doing that. I have not been trying new recipes. I've just been doing the normal things that I really love and like all my go-tos, that's all I've been doing. Cooking is not an area that I've been exploring. Like I've been exploring in so many other areas, but cooking I've been doing, I've been cooking a lot more, but all kind of my basic usual go-tos. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that you might be, I know I'm getting something in the mail real soon that, that it might be interesting to you in terms of cooking recipes. I'm getting the Todo Verde cookbook. It's going to be vegan recipes. So I'm pretty excited about that because then I get to, stop using the excuse of cooking for cooking really bad comforting food and maybe start cooking some healthier food with that the Todo Verde vegan cookbook. Uh, did you order one? Yeah, of course I did, girl. Okay, then. Awesome. Well, then <laughs> um, so I, I'm supposed to, I think I'm supposed to get it today, but it's going to my mom's house. So I'll have to 
it'll be a minute. I was like so ready to get it. And, and I'm, yeah. So I, I'll, it'll be a few days before I'm able to get my hands on it, but I, it's definitely like in the mail, like arriving today, I think. I know. I'm so excited. Well, same here, because as you, as I shared at the last episode, I'm actually writing out the Corona in Joshua tree. So I'm not in my home in LA. So, um, I have somebody house sitting for me and I'm like, did a package arrive for me? I'm so excited. I can't wait to get it. So I, I will also be delaying my, my attempts at making those recipes, but hopefully really soon. It's nice to have something to look forward to. Definitely. Well, speaking of something to look forward to, we have a special guest at this episode. Uh, so that's something that all you listeners could be excited to look forward to, or I guess not look, listen forward to. So Ana Sheila, who do we have on Tamarindo today? We, I had a chance to talk to Eliana Murillo. And for, for those of you that don't know, Eliana Murillo is the founder of Latinas Who Brunch, a community of badass Latinas. We're lifting each other up um, all over the country. Based, she's based, the founder is based in LA, but they've got chapters all over the country. And Eliana also actually is a co-founder of her family's organic tequila alquimia. Yeah, it's actually really dope. They contribute 15% of their, of every harvest to support different nonprofit causes. Oh, I love that. I love, I'm all about the double bottom line. Definitely. And then, well, in addition, she's also, she works at Google and she actually co-founded their multicultural marketing team. So just a master of, you know, all trade, jack of all trades, as, as they say. Oh, Juana, Juana of all trades. <laughs> yeah, and she's, she's originally from Oxnard, so part of a, you know, has a big, beautiful Mexican family, and she lives in L.A. She makes art, cooks, and if you haven't seen her Yogaton videos on Instagram Live, those are dope. <laughs> I know she is killing the Instagram Live game. I love it. I, every time I'm scrolling there's Indiana content that I can dive into. So I think she's been promoting a lot of positivity, I think with her platform. So I'm so excited to hear this conversation. So why don't we take it away with that interview with Indiana? Let's do it. Here with Eliana Murillo, founder of Latinas Who Brunch, the co-founder of her family's organic tequila alquimia company, mm-hmm. and among so many other things. I'm so happy to have you here, Eliana. I'm so excited. Virtually. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is as good as it gets right now, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. You know, I've been a big fan from the beginning of when I was first introduced to in the podcast. I think what you and Brenda are doing is awesome. So thanks for inviting me to be on the show. Thank you so much. Este, ¿Cómo estás? How are you feeling today? Bien, as my abuelita says, me siento bendecida y agradecida. As difficult as everything is in the world right now, uh, my mom has yeah. reminded me to just remember I have a warm house and bed to sleep in at night, and I, thank God, have found food. I found a locally owned small business, minority owned, that delivers food. So the basics are covered, and that's all we can ask for right now, you know? I love that. Yeah, you know, I was thinking the other day, you know, when we, you know, we go to stores or, or different things like that, people always always ask, you know, how are you doing today, right? When you're at the register or wherever. And I was thinking, you know, you always say, I always say like, oh, I'm doing well. Like I'm doing, you know, cause you don't, cause you don't necessarily say like, oh, I'm not doing very well today. Like that just seems like, oh, people don't really, a stranger doesn't want to know that. But that's, right. They don't want to hear the real. <laughs> but I always feel weird saying that because sometimes, you know, I don't feel like great that day. Right. So how can I be more yeah. authentic with my answer when strangers ask this? And I was thinking, you know what, like, what I always feel is almost always feel is grateful. So what if I just start saying, 
I'm grateful, you know, when yeah. people ask me how I'm doing. Totally. <laughs> so that's, that's, I was literally thinking about that. So that's so funny that, that you just, you just brought that up. So my, what I tend to tell people, because the thing is everyone's dealing with what we're going through right now differently. I think this is quite a like common denominator where everyone's affected somehow. Uh, my friend said, we're all in this ocean together. You know, we're all in this, there's waves, mm-hmm. it's turbulent, but people are in different boats. Some people are in yachts. Some people are in like barely a life jacket floating in the water. Right. So like, yeah, I, I always think, you know, I try to find the silver lining and things. I try to stay positive, but there's highs and lows. There's ups and downs. So my answer, when someone asks me, how's it going? I'm like, I tend to say I'm taking it one day at a time. Sometimes honestly, it's one hour at a time or every 15 minutes, just because it's just, yeah. the roller coaster of emotions is real. But as much as I want to be positive, I know it's not, I don't, I know that I shouldn't like dim my light. Let's say, if you want to call it that way because it's a, a somber time for many and for most of us, but I, it's not fair to also lie and say, we're not, we're you know, I'm all right. Like I, I, it could be worse. I'm, I know that I'm blessed in many ways. And so, yeah, saying we're blessed, I think is, is true. We have our health. That's number one for me, health and happiness. Nothing comes before health and happiness. And if I can take it one day at a time and as much as I can stay positive without ever diminishing how hard it is either you know and it's just tough like we can't account for where everyone is we don't know where people are with things but anyway not to go long story long on that intro point but i think it's just um how do we you know be authentic to ourselves without making yeah. anyone uncomfortable in any way you know that's not the intention yeah i love that yeah totally it's it. so eliana i was doing this exercise from this work i haven't told you this but i was doing this exercise from this workbook called the artist's way that helps readers bring out more of their creativity. I'm, I'm really loving it. And I've been doing it a lot more during this time. And the, one of the exercises in the book asked me to write down a few people that I admired. And you were actually one of the people that came up for me right away. Oh, thank and you. So, yeah. And so I wanted to have listeners hear a little more about why you inspire me and hopefully inspire some of our listeners in, okay. in, in your own way. They can't so, be blushing already. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but one of the things that I really admire about you is your ability just to have a vision for something you want to do and just start. Mm. And, and furthermore, how you bring others along with you. So I remember our phone conversation, I think it was about a month ago when, when the beginning of the quarantine was starting. And you told me you had this vision for what you wanted to do with Latinas Who Brunch during this quarantine period. Yeah. And 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 literally, I feel like it was maybe like two days later, you, you were already, <laughs> you were going live and using your platform yeah, in such a beautiful her. way. Yeah. And when you told me this vision, I was like, oh yeah, she's got to do so much planning. Like, oh yeah, mm. like I would love to see how, and then, and then all of a sudden I'm like, what? Like you're already, so can you, <laughs> and, and it's, and it's dope, super inspiring. So can you share a little bit with our listeners on like, what's helped you really embody that, like just start mindset that I I think a lot of times paralyzes a lot, a lot of people that, you know, have Uh dreams or or ideas for for what they want to do. Yeah. First, thank you for that acknowledgement. I'll tell you why that matters so much to me a lot, lot, because just because I'm diving in doesn't mean I don't have doubt. You know, I don't second guess, you know, we're human and we, that all is still true, but I, I will out myself. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Once upon a time, I was all about the like, dot the I's, cross the T's. And in some ways I still am in terms of like quality of, you know, I, I believe in doing a good job at things, but the start piece that like, how do you just, just start? How do you activate uh, to get put in the context of what's going on right now with Latina Brent especially when coronavirus COVID-19 was first, just when we first needed to start taking it seriously, like day one, my best friend, Tanya and I, we both took it very seriously, like started stocking up on food, stopped going out, 
and realize people really aren't taking this too seriously. And so we decided like, okay, how do we get our friends, even our friends? Like you don't want to be that friend regulating, telling everyone like, don't go out guys. And no one is taking it seriously. But I was like, this is not the time to be subtle. So I told her, okay, let's just get on a video chat. Let's go live and let's make it like, like a night in everyone stay in and chat with us live on Instagram. Let's just like, let's just hang out. We called it the, my digital party. Cause she, she had to drop off. Some other friends joined and it was fun. And the next morning. So, so when you said like two days later, this is real. So from a Friday night, we did this live video chat Saturday morning. I wake up devastated, just down, just super bummed. I'm crying. Like, you know, let's be honest, right? Everyone dealt with it in different ways. And it hit us at different points. It hit me really hard thinking about how many of my friends would be out of work. How many family members can't do anything in the context of what's going on. And I know that my way of coping with, hard things is always to just lean into my sense of purpose and just think, how can I help? Like just is, it, it doesn't feel good to be stagnant and to feel helpless. It is not comfortable for me. So I thought, all right, what do I do? And my first thought was, all right, use my platform. Like loving us who brunch. If, if my own audience on Instagram at, and my element, if anyone wants to follow me and Tanya's audience, if we can get people in our own group of friends to join us live and, and be there. I even started this, my Michael, we had challenge asking people, send me your mm-hmm. selfie and your blanket. You know, I got some from Tamarindo ladies. I thought if I could do this on such a small scale, what's my next bigger scale, bigger platform. So Latinas who brunch. So it's an organization I started two years ago. And this week, that week we were going to celebrate our second year anniversary. All right, so I've had a whole birthday party. We're in our birthday brunches. So we have chapters all over the country uh, in over 15 States already. It's been incredible. People have been really craving community. And when I thought about it, I'm like, okay, what do people need right now? So who's suffering the most? Who, what do we all need though? It's just humans in this, in this new world we're entering where we have to be in quarantine, self-isolation and, you know, uh, social distancing. So this is slightly long story long, but I hope it just illuminates the process for me a little bit uh, or my process in doing this, because I think anyone can do this with whatever you have. If your audience is your 100 Instagram followers. That's something, you know? So I thought, okay, I did my own account. Let's go to Latinas Who Brunch. I had to cancel all of our events and I said postpone, but we don't know when they're going to, we don't, we still don't know. We don't know what this future holds for us. So that let me just do them online instead. And the sense of purpose is really what drove me from going from literally crying in bed, being sad about everything to thinking, let's do something. So Friday had the first um, video chat Saturday morning, woke up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pivot. Everything is online. Now we went from an events based organization entirely. to now online events. And then the goal, it's, it's not really just brunches. Cause now, then I planned a whole week and I, like I said, I thought that Madre, I don't know why I decided to do it this hard, but I go hard at things once I start. Cause I was like, I see it. If it worked in such a tiny scale, that was my little tiny beta test. It, I think this will work because I knew there were people out there who would help me. I knew there's people who would show up, people like you and Crafty Chica and Maya in the moment. I'm saying their handles, but like they're friends, right? The people you can lean on who I knew would show up. And so we did a piñata making birthday party and we did, we launched Latinas Who Cook and Latinas Who Read and did a live cooking show, a conversation about what we're reading, all these different elements. They were all things I wanted to do one day, which pushed me to activate much earlier, much sooner than I thought. But through that, the reason I did it was one, I thought, People need connection right now because we're all trying to figure out like what's, what's up, what's down. We're alone. Some of us living, I live entirely alone. I don't even want to be near my family. And I know like to keep us all healthy, right? Like, it's not like it's a person. We all have to get over nothing personal about it. Just stay home. You could save someone's life, you know? So I thought a lot of us are going through this, either if you're quarantined with family or whatever, it's not a normal life. People need connection. I thought people, if people need a community, then they definitely need it now. And consistency. That was my goal. It's like, if 
if right now people don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, at least I hope that they know they can catch us this week. And I did it for a week first to start 10 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. every day. And anyway, to get to the point of it, did it really aggressively. And some days I woke up and I was like, I don't even feel like doing this. And I was like, you know what? I had a, a guest speaker cancel because she was not up for it. And I, I understand, you know, everyone's dealing with it differently. And so I almost canceled. And I was like, I said, I was going to show up. And I got on there with my messy hair in pajamas. <laughs> and so this is what I learned, right? In terms of the mindset, what I learned is life has taught me this in many ways. But in these moments, I applied what I've learned and it taught me the lesson again, which is present over perfect has become one of my mantras. I could totally not do it until it's perfect. I could not show up. I cannot plan. I can wait to plan and not execute, but I thought I just need to show up. And once I'm there and then I'm into it, right? Like I may not feel like being on camera right now, but I'm going to show up and do it. I'll never forget the morning I got on, I almost canceled and I was like, nope, I'm going to do it. I got on there with my messy hair in my pajamas. And I just said, Hey, I'm here. This is me. I assume there's somebody out there that's also just waking up. It's 10 o'clock. I'm still in my pajamas and I'm going to make my breakfast. And I just kept it real and was like, why am I going to front about what I'm going through? We're all going through this difficult time. We all have the days where we look like we feel like putting hoops on for the video chat and that's it. And there's days we just want to be in our pyjamas and a chongo. And so I would just tell people because there were, you know, there were technical issues. I'm still dealing with them. I'm still trying to fine tune and I'm glad we're still working toward it. But I kept telling people we're building the plane as we're flying it. Or we built, we're going to build this plane as we fly it. I had a vision for what I wanted and it caused me a lot of anxiety. I'll be honest to not have it look great. It was great. It was very good, but I know what great could look like, right? Like I was like, Oh, it's going to be, we're going to have calendar invites and we're going to have perfect audio and everyone's Wi-Fi is going to work amazing and all these things. And it wasn't, but it was real. And I just kept thinking, yeah. well, thank you for showing up. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for not being hard on us. That is not perfect yeah. because I didn't have, none of us could prepare for this. I didn't have time to have all the production and programming set. And I'm trying to move really fast, really intentionally. But, uh, my neuropsychologist once taught me again, as an overachiever is recovering or recovering perfectionist, you can only control your actions, your intention and your focus. And I thought I'm going to, do this with my actions the best I can. My intention is to show up to give people content that hopefully is helpful. I told my, my team, I quickly brought people on board and I told them, I want to bring people content. That's about wellness, impact, and joy. How do we keep people healthy mentally, physically at home, live Zumba meditations? How do we bring people content? That's about impact. Let's support small businesses. Let's support the artists, authors. Like if people are at home, you're going to be watching content. Why not support Latino, Latinx creators? And then joy, like, Tamarindo podcast is something that I count as joy. Like it's going to bring someone, I hope a smile to their face or just, you know, a moment to, to check back in, to connect to something beyond just the sadness of knowing what's going on in the world. It's, it's still there, but you know, we can't lose all hope and we can't just fall apart, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, that, that be present, not perfect. It's something, I mean, you've said so many things that that resonate with me (laughs) throughout the time I've known you, but that's something that I've heard that I heard you say recently and resonated with me so much. And I think would resonate with, with a lot of people, because I think that is part of what stops a lot of us from really pushing forward on our our dreams and and our visions. And, and I think one thing, and, and I think what's, what's great about it too, is that I think that a lot of people just really prefer authenticity over perfect. Yes. You know? So it's, and, and I think that, that, that people realizing that is just, Mm -hmm. you know, people want to see your authentic self. They don't want to see you. A lot of them, they don't want to see you be perfect. No. Also, first of all, perfect is boring. Perfect Perfect is is boring. 
I have no interest in perfection because what, what is that? Right. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. What is perfect? Right. In my mind, if something is perfect, it's seemingly flawless. Then you wonder, is this real? Like, is this, does she wake up like this? Like, no, I wake up with frizzy hair in a chongo. Like I, (laughs) we're all human. And what I love is that what I've learned through this process. and, And you know what? I think the reason it probably resonated for you, even if I've said it before or said other things, it probably resonated for you because this is the first time I really freaking meant it. Like I really was living it. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like you could hear that in someone when they say it. It's like present over perfect. Cause like this might look like a desmadre, but it's my desmadre and I made it and I'm going to yeah. try to make it look like, you know, the best right. as I can. But right. I think that what changed for me was the, the intention for me was stronger than the insecurity of what people are going to say and think, because I thought yeah. if this makes someone feel one percent more seen more more supported more held more inspired then like shame on me if i think my messy hair is enough of a reason to not show up for somebody do you know what i mean like yeah i I used to think like if i don't do x i'm doing a disservice to somebody you know like just because i'm holding myself because of my insecurity my doubt but now i think it feels more urgent like urge now to show up and and i decided to choose that for myself i'm fully aware that I sound like I'm preaching. Everyone needs to be grinding all the time and showing up and like, no, some days I have to, I had to cancel. I, I postponed till hopefully next week, an event tonight that we were going to do. And it's hard for me to even say that out loud because it's just like, Oh, it kills me. Cause I'm like, I committed to people, but I thought we've been moving really fast, but now we're at the point where I think it's always about managing our own values and expectations. Where like the value I was focused on initially was about just showing up, being consistent and being authentic. Because if I was there with a messy bun and pyjamas, I knew that if I just owned it and was like, look, I think if you look intentional, it doesn't look careless, you know, like like, I I could have not done this, but I'd rather show up than not do it at all. And I'm not saying lower the bar, but I am saying like, make sure that you're doing it with intention. So for me, it was like, all right, I'm learning from this. I'm like, okay, well now I know someone might cancel, which may throw me off, but I'm going to show up anyway. But in those moments of being super raw and honest, I, I heard it and I saw it, people saying this made me feel like it's okay. Like, like the way that I am as mm-hmm. I am, it's enough. It's fine. And I was like, yeah, like yeah. So, if you were here, I mean, I get to see you with perfect curls through video chat, you know, and <laughs> I have my hair in a messy bun and I'm like, oh, I, I could have gotten up earlier and done my hair, whatever. It didn't happen. But like, it's, it's fine. Like, I don't mind if your hair is in a messy bun or in curls, but we expect, we think people expect these things from us, you know? totally yeah, yeah, we, like, yeah, yeah. We have these expectations in our minds and it's like yeah. who wins like who, like who said who mm-hmm. said we have that perfect hair who said we need to have a red lip on camera like it doesn't matter right but yeah. i think that you can just look like a mess and not acknowledge why and not not own it or you can just you know be candid and in this case i said you know hey everybody we're still working through the kinks there was i'll give you one of the most perfect examples we had an amazing woman michelle she was going to do a live dance class and i was gonna it's on instagram live so it's just two people you can see and then everyone else is chatting and watching live so she's an amazing performer incredible salsa instructor and beyond i'm excited to learn from her we had technical issues the camera wasn't not the camera the connection wasn't working it kept freezing and we kept trying because we're like we're luchonas let's try one more time one more time it was like five times trying to reconnect and work so I was like, hey, Michelle, like, let's just try again on the spot. Okay, she can record a video and share it. It's still on my mind that I have not shared the video and I feel so guilty. It's going up soon. But I've, I've been focusing on the live content. We're going to do more of the recorded content next. But um, so then I'm on camera now and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll show you how to do some basic salsa moves. I'm like, okay, first of all, as a Mexican-American, 
I learned salsa, my basic salsa from friends in college. Like we know the cumbia two steps. This is not something I know how to do, but I promised mm-hmm. them some salsa. So now I'm doing basic salsa moves. My friend Denise is watching. She's been helping me with all the production. She's like our virtual producer. And she messaged, Hey, do you want to do live Zumba? Like in the chat, everyone can see it. I'm like, hell yes. So she jumps on and she's owning it. And I'm loving it. She's like, I haven't even, I mean, sorry, Denise, if you listen to this, but we already experienced it. And this is what made it stick. And it was so dope. She's like, I haven't washed my face. You know what? I haven't even brushed my teeth, but we're doing Zumba. It was the best. It was awesome. And I was like, you know what? I didn't brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because I actually, I think I went, I went on live to check that out. I didn't know that, that you had switched it up and that she yes. had joined in to take over. And that you know, is too funny. funny. So you, you happen to miss that at the beginning, which is, you know, it's all yeah, good. At the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> usually people don't know how it was supposed to be, right? Like we have this, yeah. we have this mm-hmm. idea of what perfect looks like right. or what like yeah. great looks like, but sometimes our good is someone else's great. And we don't know what that looks like, right? right. So, so totally. you're like, oh, Zumba was dope. And I'm like, it was it was supposed to be salsa. It was supposed so to be Michelle. Yeah. I had this idea of what it was going to look like. And halfway through, I was like, I guess I'm teaching now. And I was like, thank God for Denise. Because I, <laughs> I was going to do it. And I could have canceled. And I was like, all right, let's just show them some basic salsa. I'm, not, I'm nowhere near a perfect salsa dancer. But let's just go with it. And I figure there's probably someone else out there who can laugh with me of the fact, like, we're just here. We're going to make it work. Denise came through super grateful and people loved it. And they love that we were just honest and we were just being ourselves. And would we prefer a well-produced Zumba class and backup dancers and lighting? Yeah. That's not where we're at right now. Like, first of all, quarantine, like we have whatever Wi-Fi we have at home, the connection, the phone camera, we've got the laptop, whatever we're using our basic resources. And in my mind, I'm like, I could do nothing because I'm mad at the fact that I don't have whatever I need a full production crew, whatever. Or I can use what I have and hope that it impacts somebody and hope. And you know what? Yeah. It, it, I hope that it helps somebody, but at, at a minimum, it got me out of bed and it made me feel purposeful. And now I'm not in bed crying anymore. Sometimes this all happens, you know, Chiana moments happen, but like, that was a real lesson for me of every time I almost cancel and do it anyway. I'm so grateful that I, I showed up. However, I will say there's been times when I had to just mental health, physical health. I'm like, you know what? Trying to grind and make this happen like tonight it didn't make sense to me. And I was like, I, I was trying to hustle last night to get it done. And it was overwhelming. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather do a good job and give it the time it deserves. Even preparing for this podcast, it all, it all happens as a shit, right? Preparing for this podcast with the platforms you shared with me that I had been curious about and haven't tested. Absolutely. I'm going to use this for the next time we record. You know what I mean? So like, I just think that no matter what we choose, how we show up to do it, if it's now, if it's later, as long as we do, I hope, as long as my thought is, if we do what feels right, for ourselves like do what feels good to your body to your you know where you're at and knowing that we're enough in whatever way we show up yeah that's exactly what i was going to say what i think some some takeaways from what you just shared are you you are enough exactly where you are whatever you're thinking about doing you are enough exactly where you are and then intention over insecurities and i and i think one of the, the you know i think a lot of times maybe people see you and think that you you know, that you're fearless and you don't care what people think. And I think it's just, it, it's a lot of it is, it's just this getting over that hump and then just, just being intentional and getting, and getting over that insecurity to be able to, to do what you do. Yeah. So from an outside perspective is it's always different what we see than what, you know, what the inside perspective is. And I think that, you know, I'll share briefly. I know it's not my style. I'm like long story long all day. So forgive me. But uh, <laughs> So I was just going to say, I think that what helps me get over it. Like you've commented before how I like walk around recording selfie videos out on the street. People watch me. And I'm like, whatever. 
I think that what helped me get over a lot of the like, el que dirán, as my mom and my tias always say, like yeah. a lot of people say, yeah. it's when I realized if I do it in service to others, I, I'm, my friend told me this. He said, stop making it about yourself. Because I was like, should I be in the spotlight? Should I be doing these things? I don't know. And it was just insecurity. He's like, stop making this about yourself. Everybody else needs you to do this. And it was like a little, I don't know if I can say this, it was a bitch slap to me. And it was good. Mm -hmm. It was the regañada I needed, you know? And so, but that, what that relates to for me was a quote I heard um, about a year ago. Uh, and it was, doubt your doubts, believe your beliefs. So I doubted that someone would want to watch. I doubted that anyone would care. I doubted whatever, whatever. But then I'm like, do I believe someone might need this? Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there that just want to hear from somebody. Do I, that, that makes sense to me. Do I believe that I can do it? Yeah. I mean, I think I could do better, but I can do something. I, when I come back to that sometimes where I'm like, what am I doubting? Is that real? Because my beliefs, I'm, I'm believing my doubts more than I'm believing my beliefs. And that's not really. Yeah. yeah. So that one more time, doubt your doubts. And believe your beliefs. I love that. Got all these little wisdom. I love them. I love nuggets. Them love it. Love it. Love <laughs> it. So one of the reasons I originally reached reach out to you, and it was over Instagram, I believe, uh, is yeah. because I saw so many parallels in in our experiences. Oh, uh, both, you mean initially? Both, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're both products of you know high achieving efficiency mm -hmm. performance culture, and then we both also had these serious health injuries that literally yes. forced us to mm -hmm. physically pause and be still for an extended period of time that we had no control over. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like Yosito was like, nah, girl, you obviously are not figuring this out on your own. So I'm going to help you out. I'm going to make you pause for a second. Oh, yeah. and so I'm wondering if, if you can briefly share if there's, if, you know, how, how you see things differently now, like pre-concussion to post-concussion. I didn't share that, the health injury, but yeah. One thing that comes to mind, well, no, two things come to mind. So uh, the quick story is I had a concussion that... I literally fell and hit my head. I had essentially two concussions in one night. I fell once on accident. Uh, my head hit the concrete. And then because of the out of it, I fell again. So one hit to the side of the head, one to the back of the head. So to spare people the details of you know, no blood involved, anything like that. But it was definitely, it was, it was really, really painful. And it took me a very long time to heal from it. And initially I was out of work for three months, went back to work. Uh, in those three months, I was on bed rest for about two full weeks with my eyes shut, like completely shut where I, I couldn't tell if I was dreaming, sleeping, meditating. It was just weird just being in those thoughts and a lot of trauma and just a heartache, all the things that I had suppressed for so long. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever truly been alone with their thoughts. It can be kind of a scary place when you have things that you haven't healed from yet being honest and honest, you know, like a breakup I hadn't gone over that I thought I had pushed. I was like, Oh, dead to me. It's over. No, uh, that was still in there. Uh, trauma, the difficulty with the boss once upon a time, just all these things started coming up for me. So there was a physical pain and there was the, the mental Olympics I had to play with myself to, to get to a place of just surrender and, uh, and acceptance. And so it did make me pause on work for three months. I went back to work. Uh, the concussion was triggered. So I had a relapse again for a year and a half, which, I didn't even tell people it was that long because people were like, what? Like, how do you, how can you be dealing with this for a year and a half? Doesn't make sense. A lot of people don't understand how traumatic brain injuries work. TBI is a thing. It was more than just a concussion. It started that way, but it became more. And it was hard having an, having a, I almost said an insecurity. That's funny. Having an injury that people can't see. Although you could call it, an, you know, if you have an insecurity too, people don't see it. Uh, my, one of my life coaches at the time told me, 
It's like, imagine just in terms of how you handle people and being compassionate toward them and where they are, but also for yourself, like having injuries, someone can't see. He said, imagine that everyone around you is covered in bruises, but they have their clothes on. So you don't, you don't see it. So you bump into someone and it's a, it's an accident. And I'm so sorry, but they have a bruise. So they're like, Oh my God, it hurts so bad. And you have no idea you could possibly cause that much pain or that, you know, that wasn't the intention at all. So that helped me learn to have some empathy for other people because you never know what they're going through. You don't know what kind of bruising they have. But for me, it was like, people aren't intentionally trying to hurt me because they're triggering me. Stress is caught. I essentially had a migraine constantly for over a year and I'd never had a migraine. So I didn't know how to compare it to explain to people what I was going through. But anyway, I was really, really mad at my body for a long time because I couldn't will myself out of it. Like you said, overachiever or in high efficiency industries. I had worked in tech for a long time. Then still, you know, we've been in this industry for a long time and, um, I couldn't will myself out of it. I couldn't think my way out of it. The body takes the time it needs to heal. And so from everything, the physical, the emotional, all of it. So, um, I went through a very difficult identity crisis because I thought I've identified as this Latina in tech for so long. Who am I if I can't use a computer or a phone to do anything anymore? And it's not just the tech, it's, you know, being um, a community organizer in many ways, you know, I'd started organizations and was doing a lot in, in person and on the internet and I needed my tools. All of a sudden I didn't have that. And then I thought, well, who am I? And I can't, I'm not even a friend because being around people made my head hurt. So it was like when everything was eliminated from my life and I just had to be home and in bed or just home and painting, I had my free to color moment and all I could do was paint in bed. And then I started really reconnecting with myself and it was a reset. I'm like, oh, well, who am I really? And I had forgotten that I'm the artist and I'm the baker. And I apparently am a poet. I started writing poetry in Spanish that I didn't realize I had a passion for. Sort of pouring out of me out of nowhere. But the parallel for now is that I see people now dealing with this from an identity perspective. If I, my dad can't do his work. So is he still, you know, he's a first-gen Mexican-American optometrist. He can't help people through optometry now. So is he still an optometrist? My, my acupuncturist, and Latina, she went through it too. It was like, can't, is she a healer if she can't heal people through acupuncture? So I went through that and I remember thinking I was mad at my body until I just surrendered. and was like, this is where I'm at. I can't do anything about it. It is what it is. And trying to change it is actually not helpful and actually is going to hurt me. And I finally accepted. I was like, I don't know what the future looks like for me. I don't know if I'm going to fully heal. This is where I am. And the par one parallel for me now is not only the identity crisis of like a lot of people can't do the work that they identify with. When I had the concussion, that's when I learned the lesson to my, my one liners, right? I learned the lesson that my worth is not tied to my work. And I, I was like, just didn't feel impressive. I didn't feel productive. I didn't feel helpful. I didn't feel like a good friend. None of it. All I could do I couldn't even read like, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't even like indulge yeah. in Netflix and chilling nada. And so that was hard. But now I, I'm reminded of that. Like a lot of people are struggling with feeling like their worth is tied to the work that they do. And it's like, you're so much more than that. The other part is of acceptance, people that are resisting being in this and just being mad and, and all the feelings are valid. But I think that we prolong our own healing process and just existence of just, you know, you can, everything's a choice. Happiness is a choice, stress, anxiety, everything's a choice. You know, we can't choose what causes it, but we can choose how we react. And so, um, for me, I, I try not to sound like I'm being like delusionally happy or joyful in this time. It's not that it's just that like, I went through sort of a concussion quarantine already. I couldn't be around people for about six months. I couldn't socialize. I couldn't go to the club. I love going out and dancing and doing all the things. 
estoy perreando sola, but I had to do that for a long time. <laughs> and in fact, I went two months with no music and no reading, period. And I love music. I grew up in a very musical family and everything was stripped away. And so now I feel like a lot of us, all of our external, the variables, the things that we do to cope, to to distract, to de-stress, we don't have a lot. And um, it teaches us to be self-sufficient and to realize we're enough in a very different way. And the sooner yeah. we accept it, the sooner that we can, honestly, the sooner we get to know ourselves a lot better and maybe mm -hmm. fall in love with ourselves again, if maybe mm -hmm. for the first time. I love that. I love that, Elena. Okay. <laughs> so now we've gotten to a point at the Tamarindo episodes where we like to ask you mm -hmm. what you would like to give a matraca too, or actually no, we're in, right now we're saying maraca. Well, actually, I don't even have, I don't have a matraca or a maraca right now, but oh normally... Matraca like that? Sorry, my family's big matracas. <laughs> so a matraca, so something that you're loving, this can be a concept place thing, mm -hmm. person. Uh, so we start off with that. So what would you like to give your maraca, matraca mm -hmm. to? I like them both. I'm going to give my matraca. My, my family would take them to graduations. Like my big ass Mexican family uh, would take matracas. So I'm going to give my matraca to all the business owners, the makers out there. So the business owners, the small business owners that are doing like offering their products, still trying to hustle and contributing something to the cause. For example, my homegirl, you know her, Lucia, owner of Twisted for Sugar, follow her on Instagram. She's she pivoted her business. She's making, instead of doing cotton candy, she does catering, twisting cotton candy at events. She's making these super cute science kits where you can order one. She ships it to you. It's really for kids. And you can learn how the science of how to make your own cotton candy. It's, and they're wow. like, like, I didn't know she candy. was doing that. Um, she just posted about it. And I, I was love like, it. Oh, my God. 50% of the proceeds are going to farm worker families. And that wow. is like everything to me, you know, like, yeah. I think it's the time to be generous and the people that are doing that showing up it's related yeah. to that. The people who are pivoting their business, like maybe they normally make dresses, but they're making face masks. Like they're pivoting, trying to be resourceful with what they do, their talents, their gifts, business owner or not, but the people that are able to contribute to the world. And if they get paid for it, like, look, it's survival, survival right now. Like everyone needs to do what they need to do, but being able to contribute to the cause, that's really beautiful to me. I love that. Yeah. So they deserve the shout out. Happy Chica, uh, Denise's mom making masks. Yeah. Love it. All right. What do you want to put in the basura? Hmm. We can skip it. We can skip no, no, it. No, 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 no. I was deciding how, how far I go. Plenty of things to put in la basura. I was like, oh, what is this basura? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a dumpster or like those cute little ones. So, I'm going to put in the basura. I was going to say a company that's really not treating its employees right that I broke up with recently. I'm not going to say that brand out loud because you never know. Maybe I'll consult them one day and help them get their act a company together. that should not be named, right? That should not be named. That's a Harry Potter, that's a Harry Potter reference for anyone that doesn't get it. <laughs> I just, I told my mentee today, I'm like, you need to read Harry Potter because you need to understand these cultural references. Anyway, so basura though, on a real level, I'm going to put in the basura, the anxiety I felt to deliver for everybody else when it was actually how I say it when it was actually like harming me, I was trying to produce an event tonight, online event. And I was like, I committed, I said it, I said it. And then literally I have some concussion symptoms still it was making my head hurt. And I was pushing through it anyway, because I felt like I owed it because no, you know what it is the insecurity that it's going to let somebody down. 
that's what I'm going to mess with. And I thought, if I have to tell this person I have to cancel, she's going to feel, she's going to be upset, sad or upset. And she's going to give me feedback. And she's going to think I'm like irresponsible. And I was like, it literally doesn't matter. My head hurts. Why can't I get that through my head? That like health is the only thing that matters. Yeah. If someone else said they had a headache, I'd be like, girl, chill. Like we got, we're good. Like it doesn't have to be now. It could be next week. I would put no questions asked about it. But when it's me, I'm like, I have to show up. I have to keep going. Even if I look, you know, I can say both the plane as we fly it all day, but the, the commitment to others matters to me and the insecurity that's going to let them down and that then they won't like me as much. You know, I, I mm-hmm. that's something I always work on is caring less about, well, the phrase is to like, to be liked, letting go yeah. of that, you know, it's hard. Um, as someone who yeah. enjoys being social and enjoys having friends mm-hmm. and if I feel like I can bring a smile to someone's face, that makes me happy. But you know, the opposite doesn't feel so good. And so last night yeah. that sucked. And I had, I called my dad and I was like, puppy, I had to cancel this thing. And I, and I, the person, I sent this person like eight texts super long and then felt, I told her, I'm so sorry. It was so hard to even text this. And I'm like, I always should remind myself if someone told me, like if I flip the role, I wouldn't mind at all. But when it's me, yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, they're gonna be so upset. She texted back. Okay. I'll let them know we're, we're postponing. Please take care of yourself. All good. And I was like, that's it. That's I'm not, it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying we should all cancel and bail, but like, you know what I mean? Like, why was I pushing myself that hard? So letting go of the insecurity that people, what did I say? That people are going to be upset with me or whatever, all that. Yeah. That I love it. No, well, I'm really proud of you. I mean, if people don't appreciate you being authentic and, 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 and sharing where you are in that moment, you know, like yeah. if that's not the, the, the relationships that you need to right. you know, give that much energy to. Right. Uh-huh. People don't, if you, people don't value your health first, then like, I don't know, no. the, the types of relationships, so, you know, you know? Right, you're so right. And I, I wish I had the book with me. I just read something. I think it was in the, a young Pueblo book uh, inward. It was something like, if all they wanted was for you to meet their expectations, then it was never love. Right. And I read love that it. and I was like, yeah. oh shit, young Pueblo coming in, with, <laughs> coming in hot. But yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the confession taught me the only thing that matters is health and happiness. And I think the same applies yeah. now. Like, like the world's falling apart. Everyone's business is on the line. Everyone's everything is on the line. My mom's a teacher and her students don't even show up for video chats. And she's sad. She's like, Oh, like my students, like they're getting, you know what I mean? Like everyone is dealing and everything's kind of falling apart around us. But I think that no matter what, and you know what else I want to put in the basura? I don't want to put the people, but the, the like people who aren't social distancing and not taking it seriously. Can we, that's not, that's not like nice to put in the basura, but I'm like, I'm over it. Everyone needs to stay home. Everyone needs to take it seriously. The spikes in the virus spreading right now are happening in states that did not institute a stay-at-home policy. And now they're, I don't want to say they're paying the price, but like they're, they're suffering because of it. So anyway, that's something I've just felt personally really upset about because people don't get it. Like you're being selfish if you don't stay home because you could have it and not know it and spread it. Anyway, I'm going to go on a rant on that, but... I feel that. Okay, so you don't need to hear that. <laughs> last thing, last thing, last thing. What is... Just one thing, I know you're doing a lot of things, but what's one thing that's really helping you maintain your, your calma and, and stay grounded right now? And, and I think you've shared a few things already. Yeah. But no, I'll, be, I'll be very specific. I know it's, we're running out of time, but um, I told my 13-year-old mentee today, I'm like, if someone had told me when I was 13, game changer, meditation. I told her I, yeah. I meditated for the first time when I was like 26. It was terrifying to me. I was like, what? Like, don't hippies do that? Or like, honestly, is that a white people thing? I don't get it. Like, nothing, no shade on that. But like, I didn't, no one in my family did it. I use an app called Insight Timer. Do you use that one too? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. one I use as well. Yeah. Some people like yeah. uh, Headspace. There's others. Right? Use whatever whatever works. Um, you can also just like Google or YouTube it, like find a, a link. It helps me come 
I'm going to say it the way I thought it helps me come home to myself, meaning Mm -hmm. ground again, breathe, breath work because breath work tied with meditation. Um, sometimes at night I wake up anxious. I'm not sleeping well some nights and I have to just try to practice breathing really deeply, put on a meditation track. And it just feels like it's, it's almost like a safety blanket or whatever. Like, um, yeah. And just to remember like the work that needs to get done, will get done it's not in our control. The world, what's happening in the world is not in our control. So I just need to do what I can control, which is control my breathing and my mindset. Mm -hmm. I love it. What I said earlier, my actions, my intention, my focus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Eliana, I really appreciate you, you know, sitting down with us virtually. Yeah. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. I'm always inspired by your energy, your thoughtfulness. and, (laughs) and And I'm so happy you were able to share that with our listeners today. No, I'm honestly, I am not only honored and flattered, but I've been a fangirl and I didn't want to like invite myself. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to invite the money in the podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, it's super cool to be here. I can't wait to share it with people I love who I know are a fan. And um, I admire what you guys are doing. You, Ana Sheila, Brenda, you guys are awesome. So, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of badass Latinas lifting each other up, as we say with Latinas who brunch. Side note, I forgot to give Matraca to my dad because we've been, um, he has been open to pivoting right now and, and making time and space for new ideas for our family business. We have organic tequila alquimia. And if anybody wants to check it out, we're online. Yeah. I think this time, if it's finding calmness, if it's finding new ideas, new solutions, it's really pushing us to try to do something different, you know? And my yeah. dad right now, he's a very strong willed, Mexican man who's coming around. So I'm proud of him. So anyone listening, so, if, this, if this maybe made you want to try meditation or try some organic tequila, just kidding. Todo comedida. Todo comedida. <laughs> yeah, um, speaking of that, well, um, where can people find you? And yeah. you know, what do you, what do you want to share with, with the people? Okay, for sure. So my Instagram handle is at in my element. It's I N M Y. E-L-I-M-E-N-T. So my name is in there, Eliana Murillo. Um, on my bio on Instagram, you can see the links to everything. So my Latinas Who Brunch account, ours, it's a community. Ana Sheila was one of the first people at our very first brunch. Shout out to you for always supporting. Uh, and you and Brenda, you both co-hosted an event, which is awesome. Our family business, Tequila Climia, is there as well. And then I've been doing, I did it today. I've been doing Yogaton in the morning. My own remix of yoga meets reggaeton. Check that out on my Instagram account. I've been cooking recipes and stuff. So yeah, and you can Google me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on my have a, my website, lenamurio.com. If anybody listening wants to reach out personally, I, I can't I can't promise I'll respond to everybody. I'd hope to, but um it's worth shoot your shot. <laughs> Just kidding. Shoot your shot. If anything, if anything resonated. Hey, if you want to slide in my DMs, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, no, but on my Instagram, I believe I have it up to have it where you can email me, but at a minimum DM me. Some days I'm really good about it, some days I'm not as good. I'm trying to just answer when I can. Can, but I, I'd like to think I'm an accessible person, or at least even leave me a comment, like whatever. I, I, I would love to hear from people that are listening. Yeah. Find me on the internet. <laughs> yep. All right. Eliana, keep doing your thing. Thank Take care you. of yourself. You and too. Keep inspiring other people. For sure. Well, I can't wait to share this episode because you know me, I'm always like, what do you need? What can we offer to help you? So I'll be sharing this and thank you again. Awesome to get to hear your conversation with Eliana. So what were some of the highlights? Yeah. What did you enjoy the most? You know, well, I mean, I love what she's doing, what she's been doing with Latinas Who Brunch. And, and, and one of the reasons I really wanted to, to have her on her show 
It's just that like, I feel like a lot of times we have these dreams or these visions of things that we'd like to do. And then we're just paralyzed and overwhelmed by how daunting something seems. And one of the things that I loved about Eliana is how she had this vision for what she wanted to do with Latinas who brunch during quarantine. And she literally was like, all right, I'm going to just do it. You know, two days after she told me that she was going to do something, she just did it. So just like getting over insecurity, getting over fear and just starting, you know, and, 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 and one thing that really resonates with me that she said a few times is just be present, not perfect. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what we're, you know, embodying with Tamarindo right now, you know, like for us at first, it's like, we're not going to get the same audio quality that we normally have, but we really wanted to make sure that we were still present, that we were still sharing what we could with our listeners, even if it's not going to be as you know, the same quality that, that we're maybe used to when we're recording from a live studio, you know? I love that. I mean, it, it definitely speaks to me to just be aventada and just go for it. Yeah. So I'm going to play my, yeah. my maraca, which is what we're substituting for matraca today for Eliana and, yeah. and for that conversation. Yeah. So we hope it inspired all of you as, as just like she inspires us through what she's doing with Latinos Who Brunch. It's very cool. And we love collaborating with her. What is something that we've got coming down? I know we mentioned it a couple episodes pre-corona, but this event has evolved a little bit. Why don't you tell our listeners about our newly evolving storytelling event? So originally this was going to be a live event, but now we're still bringing it to you, but virtually. So we're partnering with Teatro Luna, a women of color, a theater company. So now it's happening on April 30th, 6 p.m. on Zoom, where all the cool kids are hanging out. Including <laughs> us right, right now. <laughs> Including us right now. So the event will be free. So, you know, we'll be accepting donations for anyone that wants to donate, but absolutely free. And we will include the RSVP link in our show notes and also we'll be promoting it on all of our socials. So check out at Tamarino Podcast for updates on on the event. That's right. At the new podcast on Instagram, at Tamarindo Cast on Twitter, and of course, always on our website at tamarindopodcast.com. Anna Sheila, we haven't done this for a while. I want to know, know right? if you've got any any maracas, <laughs> matracas or maracas. Maraca, what is yeah. a, like a person, place, thing, concept, idea yeah. that you want to give your maraca matraca to? You know, it's funny. I was missing on my interview, on the interview with Eliana. I was really missing. I need to get my own maraca now. Or something. Yeah, dude, I have the other one. Because <laughs> maracas come in pairs. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, actually, I'm actually going to give my maraca to, to Zoom, actually. And actually. <laughs> okay, Zoom, give us, give us those money, Zoom. <laughs> you know, for real. But but the ability, actually, and, and I saw you do this first, but I, I'm really loving the, the background feature. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, honestly it really it really is giving me so much joy and, and it's funny because I wasn't really into I'm not someone that likes to get on the phone like and so I was really resisting the, the zoom thing but I'm, I'm I'm leaning into to zoom because I am really starting to miss people and it's and, and it's more enjoyable than getting on the phone actually and, and and I love sort of creating this vision of where I wish I was you know because your mind is a powerful thing so I definitely, the other day I coordinated a hang with a friend where I pretended like I was at the beach. I made a paloma. I was playing reggaeton. Oh, because I gave up alcohol for Lent. So this was like, I was just breaking my, my Lenten. Oh, nice. Breaking it in. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so literally I felt, and I was wearing like a, like a sports bra. So I really felt like I was on the beach playing reggaeton with my paloma and my friend who was with me, but not with me. And, and in my mind, I was like happier. 
So, I love that. Yes, yes, I'm I'm all for that. Well, okay, cool. What about you? Okay, my maraca. Oh shit, let me think. What's your maraca? I'm going to give my, uh, my maraca to my in-laws, my, my, my parent in-laws, Pete and Shelly Rickards, because they allowed us to stay in their awesome home in Joshua tree. And it's just been so beautiful to wake up and see beautiful mountains, awesome sunsets, awesome sunrise, sunrises. There's a, there's a hot tub, <laughs> there's a pool and, and mm, it's just such a beautiful yeah. place to, to be in quarantine. So I just got to give them a shout out because they've allowed us to stay here. We escaped out here ASAP and um, you know, they they have no problem with us staying here as long as we need to we've got a system down where they cook three days a week we cook three days a week and so it's just been really beautiful and really really comforting to have uh, a place to ride out this uh this madness so i want to give yeah. my maraca to them <laughs> uh, do you have a, a basura yeah i have a basura and you actually alluded to it uh, a little while ago so my basura is to looking at everything through the lens of productivity, especially ah. this time. So totally on board with that sentiment. Again, I think it's it's everything that you do, like because sometimes even like through my self-work or self-care practice, you can get into the the oh like I've got to do this many things. And I think just bringing it back to whatever you feel, like whatever your body and your like soul really tells you to, that you need today, like that's what you should do. And don't think about I've got to check off these many things. Like this is a very special time. So just pay attention to what you need to do to take, to put your health first. And for me, it's, it's been, um, it's been a, a harder time. Actually, my, I've been feeling the the loss of my dad in a, in a heavier way. It reminds me back to when I, when he just um, passed. And so it's been really hard for me in that sense. I think because I, you know, I was at, at my mom's house at our childhood house, I was packing up his, his office. And so it's, it's been a harder period for me in that way. Maybe something about this, the fact that we're spending more time at home, but, but because of that, I've just been really paying attention to like what it is that I need and not thinking about how many things I need to do during the day. And just, you know, everyone that's trying to look, you know, trying to do X many things every day, just, just let it go. Let it go. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure it, it, the fact that we're all quarantined does give us a little more time. And sometimes it's in those moments, those quiet moments that those waves of sorrow creep in. And of course, what you described of having to actually physically put away things that belong to him, I'm sure that is very difficult. So uh, sending you love and strength through the Zoom waves, Anna Sheila. Brenda, thank you, Brenda. What about for you? Well, my basura is definitely not as deep as that. It's literally the fact that I love ghosting parties <laughs> and this <laughs> quarantine and the fact that there's like Zooms, it's very difficult to ghost a Zoom. So... <laughs> So yeah. I, I, I'm going to put in la basura the fact that it's hard to ghost Zooms. And and also it's hard to have excuses for Zooms that you don't want to be a part of. It's not like you could say there's traffic or that you got a bunch of shit to do because you don't. So, so, That's uh, too funny. <laughs> Wait, have you, have you joined any big Zoom parties? Dude, I, I have. I have. And I have learned. How do they work? They don't. That's what they That's what I thought. <laughs> but even though they don't work, everybody should know that we we are hosting a Zoom book club and we are hosting this event that you mentioned. We've learned some things, okay? it's gonna We're going to make it work. There are things you could do to make these less painful. We're going to take all those best practices when we do future Zoom gatherings. I'm excited for our event. So let's just recap. When is the... It's April 30th, right? Yep, at 6 p.m. on Zoom. 
Yes. And we have our book club in, in May. We are sold out, but you can still go to our link in bio. We have a waiting list and, um, you know, people always drop off and we're reading mean, which is really awesome. Full of zingers. I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm just so excited that even though it's staticky maybe, and not the best quality that we're, we're here, we're doing this and we love all our fans. We love reading when you are write us a beautiful review or when you give us a shout out. So keep doing that. We are so excited to continue with Tamarindo. Stay safe out there. Y pues no te pongas un suéter because it's about to no go te pongas un <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Besos. Besos. Tamarindo Podcast is independently produced by Ana Sheila Victorino and Brenda Gonzalez. Jeff DeVoe provides original music and sound engineering, and Michelle Andrade provides editing and production support. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and at Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. And if you like the show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI 220099.